atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. All right, welcome to Celtics Express. Please take off your shoes and step inside. I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We are the show where you can get everything you need to be a responsible Celtics fan. In just about 10 minutes, you generally find us the morning after C's games. And we have sound from the players and coaches, stats, analysis, and of course, only the coolest guest. Today, we'll hear from Sideline Steve. He's a season ticket holder and seems to know the pulse of the team pretty well. We'll give his thoughts. A case of the Mondays for sure in Chicago as the Celtics pasted by the last place Bulls. 108-85 on Madison Street Monday night. The worst loss of the season for Boston. The 85 points, a season low after a dominant effort over a very good Pistons team Sunday in Detroit. Celtics apparently forgot their defense and baggage claim at O'Hare. The Seas held the Pistons to a season-low 81 points in that one Sunday. Seas head coach Brad Stevens is saying it doesn't take a superb NBA analyst to dissect this one. Sometimes you get your butt kicked. I mean, that was simple as that. Uh, Chicago dictated the whole game. They played harder than we did. They played with more presence than we did. Played more competitive than we did. You know, they played with more you know, authority than we did. And you're not going to win very many games when you play like that. The Bulls improved their record to an NBA worst, tied with the Hawks 6-20. and The Seas lost for the second time in three games, falling to 23-6. and Chicago, without its leading scorer, finished rookie Laurie Markkinen, who was sidelined with back spasms. That kid is special, seven feet tall and can do it all. The best Laurie for sure we've seen in sports. In the entertainment world, we've got Laurie Lawful and, of course, Rebecca Donaldson in Full House, or you could take Laurie Metcalf, I suppose. The scattered brain sister on Roseanne, that's a tough call, leave it up to you. Kyrie Irving did not play as he nurses a leg contusion. That's how it's listed. You med school aces know that's just a bruised quad. We should expect to see him in Boston as the Nuggets swing through town Wednesday night. However, Coach Stevens saying on his return, quote, who knows with muscular injuries. Meanwhile, Stevens also saying doctors reevaluating Marcus Morris's ailing left knee Tuesday. Morris badly missed in Chicago, sat out for the second straight night, the third time in four games. You recall he also missed the first eight games of the season. Celtics fans starting to become justifiably concerned about his health. The trajectory of the Bulls and Celtics starkly different since last postseason. Rewind back to April 18th. The Bulls held that 2-0 series lead in the Eastern Conference first round led by former Boston point guard Rajon Rondo's standout performance. Rondo broke his thumb and the rest is history. The Celtics went on to win the next four and make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals where they were handled easily by the Cavaliers. That led up to a wild offseason and roster turnover. Since then, the Bulls have been, until the last few nights, the worst team in basketball. Losers of 20 of the first 23 games this season. They've now won three straight. They're building a nucleus around Nikola Miritich, Chris Dunn, Markinen, and Bobby Portis. Portis and Miritich combined for 31 points in the first half. They're an odd pair leading the team, considering Portis did break Miritich's jaw with a right hook just two months ago. Their fight at practice left Miritich with facial fractures. He missed the first 23 games as a result. No coincidence you see the Bulls playing so much better now. Portis served an eight-game suspension for that incident. Miritich led the way for Chicago with 24 points and eight rebounds. Portis ended up with a career-high 23 points in 23 minutes off the bench. He looked unstoppable at times, clearly taking the next step from a raw athletic role player to a skilled NBA team leader in his third season. 
Portis also grabbed the award for the no shit comment of the night. It's always fun to win. Now, like when you win, everybody's smiling and happy. Portis had his way with the Celtics defense, which really never got into a rhythm. The Bulls shot nearly 50% from the field, north of 40% from deep. The Celtics just 10 for 40 from beyond the arc, under 40% on the whole. The glaring stat, just eight turnovers for the Bulls, who looked very comfortable in their offense. Not much pressure from the Celtics in their airspace at all. In contrast, the Celtics gave the ball away 15 times. He kept waiting for someone to step up and catch fire for the green. It just didn't happen. The Bulls held an 18-point lead in the second quarter. Boston cut it to 12 in the fourth. Jason Tatum had a shot at a three to pull within single digits. It rimmed out. Providence Salam Chris Dunn knocked down a three on the other end to make it 15. It was lights out from there. Aaron Baines, the most dangerous scorer with 10 points in just 17 minutes. He likely saw limited time because of his role containing Andre Drummond in Detroit the day before. Celtics remain undefeated when Baines plays 20-plus minutes. They are 11-0 on the season. Al Horford a game-time decision with some bumps and bruises. He did play 15 points, just four boards in 31 minutes, 0-4 from deep. Big Al on matchups. With Miritich, there, there was a lot of mismatching there at times, so he took advantage of that in the post, and um, he had some good looks, and, and Portis, um, you know, he, he did a great job. You know, he, he was just a hot hand tonight. Every time he touched it, it seemed like, you know, the ball went in, so, um, you know, they, they did a good job. Jason Tatum, who's been unreal coming into the Chicago game, shooting 71-plus percent from three this season to lead the league, 66% from the field, second in the NBA with a pedestrian night, just four points, 0 for 4 from three for the Rook. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown continues to struggle a bit. He's been dealing with vision issues. He's been wearing those goggles for the past few games. He tossed them in the first half and also wasn't wearing his contact lenses. He then hit his first shot shortly after. Everything feels blurry. I don't, know. I don't have very good vision, but at least it's like more consistent. The glasses start fogging up in the game, you know, and stuff like that. And and it gets smeared, and then it's like I can't see at all. So I was like, I might as well just take my chances, just aim for the one in the middle. Brown with 13-8 and eight in 29 minutes. None of the bench players really made a mark in this one, although everyone played right down to Jabari Bird, who actually looked pretty solid in garbage time. It is that time we hit the phone booth. Teddy, what's good? Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. You can call the Celtics Express Customer Service line anytime to be heard on the show. Just leave us a message. 617-807-0013. We're joined today by Celtics Superfan and Garden Staple. Sideline Steve. Steve, thanks for taking a minute here on Celtics Express. Thoughts from that whooping in Chicago? Yeah, I thought it was a tough one. You know, they kind of pulled a uh, San Antonio on the Bulls last night. You know, tough, tough game the night before against Detroit, and they kind of went all out. You know, giving Kyrie a night off. Uh, I don't think Brad saw a team like Chicago going on a, a 24-2 to run. You know, I thought it was a competitive enough game and, you know, maybe valuable down the stretch when, when Kyrie needs the minutes to, uh, to increase a bit. Competitive enough. I don't know what game you were watching, sideline, Steve. Do you just chalk this up to one of those regular season dog days of the NBA, kind of taking the night off, kind of par for the course? Yeah, I mean, you know, they've had a, a, a bit of a tough go of it lately. I mean, they they uh, they got some revenge on Detroit. I think Detroit's a really tough team to play against. They've got a lot of young wing scoring, and they've obviously got Drummond underneath. And uh, I think they 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 kind of. Uh, Wanted to show Detroit who's the, the lead dog right now in the East. And, um, you know, I think Brad thought better of uh, pushing Kyrie a little bit. 
uh, kind of hurts the uh, the rotation. So they had to see a lot more of Nader and you know having Marcus Smart start and uh, you know Jason Tatum kind of played his normal regular role um, and they probably needed a little bit more. It kind of felt like last season a lot where they would come down on offense and you're just wondering how they're going to score. One big absence was Marcus Morris, who's been so good with the one-on-one scoring and getting clutch buckets when the Celtics need them, especially in the second half. Thoughts on Morris and that injury that looks like it could potentially be something more serious? Yeah, I'm concerned. Um, I thought Marcus Morris, when he came back from injury, really sort of uh, solidified rotations. I know he's not... um, seemingly 100% happy with coming off the bench, but um, I think he gave Brad that steady offensive score in the second unit that could really sort of uh, spell guys like Tatum and Brown when they needed minutes out or if Kyrie was was on the bench. I'm, I'm pretty concerned about it because I thought, you know, as the season went on, he could end up being in the starting lineup once the playoffs start, depending on Hayward's situation, but um, this one, if it, if it lingers a bit, they might they might think about using that better that injury exemption um, that they got for Hayward to get get somebody in to, that sort of plays that same role. Yeah, I think that's probably what Celtics brass would be eyeing anyway, someone in that front court to bolster them there. Sideline, Steve, we know you're at almost every home game with the Nuggets in town. Thoughts on that Denver team coming in? They're a sneaky, tough matchup. I mean, they're, they're one of those up-and-coming teams that's got a lot of young talent that, you know, if those guys are going hot like Murray and um, and the big kid there, um, they've got some some guys that can that can put it in the hole. They're not a, a, a very good defensive team, but if you if you get in the back and forth up and down the court game against them, um, you know it could be one of those shocking, you know, one twenty five, one twenty one games. So they uh, they need to be on their toes against a team like that. They've got more talent than their record. Uh, shows. Yeah, absolutely. And Jokic is no joke and a lot of fun to watch. So we will see everyone at the Garden for the Nuggets in town. Thanks for your time. As always, it's Sideline Steve. Cheers. That wraps another edition of Celtics Express as the Seas look to rebound from a tough road trip. We'll return home Wednesday night with the Denver Nuggets at TD Garden. The first real adversity for the Celtics this season, so we'll see what happens. The Nugs making their final stop on a six-game road trip in Boston just the night after playing the Pistons in the D. For Teddy Tuhat, our producer, sideline Steve, and our legions of fans, we appreciate you taking the time. As always, catch us on at Celtics Express on Twitter, iTunes, otgbasketball.com, where you can find a bevy of podcasts, whatever your interest is in the sport, head to otgbasketball.com. Some great stuff there. And, of course, Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you at the Garden.